0: Good morning, happy Monday. Father, I have a quick question for you. Oh boy. What was more intense, a weekend jam-packed with uh, with beautiful liturgical celebrations or yesterday's Panthers-Lightning Game 1? Uh, well,
1: everything was intense, but we'll talk about the Panthers and Lightning in the second part of this, of this podcast, but it was an incredible weekend. It was just so many events and we keep saying this every Monday, but the thing is that everybody thinks that holy week is our busy week and it if you know, it is, but you really want to ask a priest what's your busiest month of the year and it's the month of May. We have communions. We have confirmation this Thursday. Thursday, yep. We have uh, used to have graduation before it was moved into early part of June. So we kind of include that also. Uh ordinations, all these it's things. Just, it's nonstop and this communions time. Communions, galore, and in this parish we don't stop with the weddings. So, no, a
0: lot of a lot of a lot of intense and beautiful liturgies uh, this weekend, starting with yesterday's ten thirty. Ten thirty. We were just missing a confirmation and an anointing of the sick, pretty, and pretty, we would pretty, pretty much, much done yeah. it all. Exactly. <laughs> no, so yesterday at our ten
1: thirty mass, we had two first communions, and we had the baptism of a little girl that was supposed to be baptized in Bologna, Italy, and and the family is a great family here in our school in our parish. They're very always very supportive. And they had a baby three months ago and they didn't want to wait uh, to get to Bologna or didn't want to wait for the restrictions to go down. I said, Father, we'd love to do it here. I go, okay, then I'll do it in Italian. And, so, and I'm like, why did I say that? And so while I understand some Italian, I can functionally read some Italian. I am not fluent in any you know way. Just because I took the first part of the Rosetta Stones course five years ago nowhere near it if you don't practice it you don't understand it so i spent you saw me all
0: last week all last week
1: practicing. all last week you know running it by my 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 assistant is married to an italian man so she she corrected me on some things i i brought down the the oldest child of that of that little girl the oldest brother of that little girl uh down from his fifth grade class to help me awesome. with the pronunciation and, and he was great he was a little frustrated at first like you're butchering my <laughs> language dude you're butchering my language. And so you know they were their family was watching for Millonia. But that was I think I was more nervous about about that this week then, than then, anything else. Then Holy
0: Week. You were more nervous about that one yeah, baptism than
1: Exactly because you you first of all you gotta get first of all you gotta get the validity right That's right. You know, uh if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Baptism Invalid Baptism Detroit and you'll you'll hear your story. But uh getting that right and, um, and even still, I'm like going, eh, did I? you know? But it's, uh, <laughs> it was a beautiful baptism and, and such an amazing family and, and we wish them uh, a, a beautiful life for, for little Maria that, that I baptized yeah, yesterday. Yeah. And also special for me because I, I gave first communion to two little girls that I, that I baptized years ago. And I sent you the picture of one of the little girls the day that I baptized yep. her. That was and, awesome. and, and the thing is, the pictures are almost identical just so we, we switch sides because she, I'm holding her up. And, her, and you have a little more gray. And I have a lot more great. And she had no <laughs> hair when she was a baby. So, uh, but it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture, and and, and a special soul. Uh, so and and, and both her, both their moms are great. Uh, you know, I, they were in my youth group when I was in, when I was a seminarian, and I've seen them grow up. They've seen me grow up. Basically, I'm only four or five years older than they are. But uh, the, they were both crying when they saw their daughters. They were. I mean, I didn't see them, but they told me afterwards when they saw their daughters receiving first communion and we and we've experienced that we've done six first communions in the last two weeks yep. and we've seen so many parents six communion masses communion right? masses so we're, yes, we're talking six, about yeah, close so to 200 students 200 kids and you and i have both seen how emotional because yep. parents get because they're like just yesterday I brought them in to be baptized yep. and now they're walking up to the altar to receive the lord and that's why and, and we got into discussion with with uh with the sister of a parishioner of ours, you know uh, how intense it is for some people. Some people are like, "Eh, you know, it, it's going, passage, going through the motions." Going through the motions, but for some people, it's very intense. Absolutely. I mean, I just, you know, you you have a three year old. Fast forward four years, how will you feel? Oh, when I'll, you, and you, and you're not going to be up there with me the day of your daughter's first no. communion? Okay, you know. No, like, I will. Uh, they'll they'll come for my head if, yeah, I, if it, I'm serving exactly.
0: Up there. <laughs> you you will, we'll, we'll figure something. But how will you feel when when your daughter? Oh, does your, it's it's going to be, I. I you can't even put words to it exactly it's, it's overwhelming
1: It it is and 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 also for the kids yesterday we had such a great amount of children for our religious education program that came dressed in white we we tell them come dressed in white for your second communion so the community can see you so you could stand out yeah. and that, but you know and some did come dressed in white some didn't some came up to me and and I recognize them from giving communion the day before, sure. and they were dressed in you know in their Sunday best, not the the, the communion gown or suit. And Father, I just did my and they were so excited. Yeah. Father, I did my second communion. That's the best. That's... And that's you know I, I talked about a couple weeks ago. That's the spirit in which all of us need to go up to receive the Lord when we go to Holy Communion. Amen. With that spirit of innocence, with that spirit of joy, that spirit. I I always ask the kids at the beginning of every first communion mass, "How are you feeling?" They're like, "We're excited." Used to be like years ago. Oh, I'm so nervous. I was I was nervous the day of my first communion. So. Uh, it was just a great weekend, and, and to cap it off with
0: that mass yesterday on the Sunday of the Ascension, that that was just beautiful, for sure. And you know, before we jump into the readings here, going back to the baptism, we, we talk about joy. We've been talking about joy, you know, so many times on this podcast. The, the well, it's few weeks, few weeks, of it's course. You know? But how beautiful was it? You know, as you're baptizing little Maria and her her old her well. Older sister, but about the, the baby. She's gonna be your your daughter's classmate next oh, year. Oh, right, there another, we go. Another another problem child. There we go. Uh, another musketeer. <laughs> here. She's, she's, she's something. She's something else. That like little girl. And and she just starts laughing. And yeah, it was so beautiful. So if you haven't seen it, you know, pull up the, oh, the no, live don't, stream.
1: No, 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 don't pull it up. Am I, am I Ign- ignore
0: the Italian, but no, look at, look at the little girl in her face. The, as, the little girl's face. And, and You can see it on
1: the live stream, and she's laughing. I don't know. It's because I'm pouring head on her little sister's, you know, head or it's because she understands that I'm butchering her language, that <laughs> she speaks perfectly at three years old. Uh, but it was just so beautiful. And I go to her, what are you laughing at? That was <laughs> that, awesome. That I was go, awesome. A little Bambina, what are you laughing at? You know, but it, it was a joyous celebration yesterday uh, to celebrate the solemnity of the ascension of the Lord. So, so many things to talk about this morning. So let's get to it.
0: Yeah, let's, let's jump right in. This is you know, I was laughing with uh, before before we went live here. This is exactly why we have this podcast because yeah. there was so much to get to yesterday and that, I didn't get to it. And and we just kind of scraped the surface and you were bouncing from one topic to another. Um, so so that's why we're here. That's why we're here on Monday morning to to dive a little bit deeper. And you know, as if yesterday wasn't enough, we also had multiple options for the readings. Um, so you know, the bulletin had had one version of the of the readings, but there was different that we could choose from. And we actually chose one of the ones that was not printed. Um, so we want to jump right into that. It was Ephesians four was the second option for the second reading. And I mean, just again, one one of these readings that you could just read over and over and over again. And there's so much in there. beautiful letter from uh, from Paul. Um, so Father, just, I know you you wanted to to make this selection to to read mm-hmm. this, even though it's not what we printed in the bulletin. So what was it in that particular reading? That jumped out at you as as we put this uh, right. It wasn't. It wasn't only and it
1: wasn't only me. Father Uko. I don't. I don't. I don't know Father Omer, I didn't hear his homily, but I know Father Uko preached about it in uh, his masses. Um, Paul starts out this reading to the Ephesians. I, Paul, then a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. Now, mind you. Now, when you think about this reading and, and we're, 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 what I'm about to read to you. Think about it in the context of the ascension. That here are the disciples that were called by the Lord in various moments of their lives. Some were fishermen, one was a tax collector, others, you know, did various other things, all with different gifts. There's a reason why God, why God called each of them, why Jesus Christ called each of them. Now, live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. Now, here's the part I didn't get to, because that second verse is important. Because each of us have been called, each of us have been called to do something extraordinary for God. He put us on this earth for a reason. But to do it with, second verse, with all humility and gentleness, with patience. I need to remind myself of that more. With patience, bearing one another through love, striving to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. One body and one spirit, as you were also called to be the one hope of your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. So, again, a lot to unpack there, and we're not I mean, going to get to everything. We could spend three weeks oh, on, no, on those this four is lines right there. <laughs> because live in a manner worthy of the call you have received. With humility, again... A virtue that escapes all of us. People ask me, Father, how, you know, how can I be humble? And just submit yourself to the Word of God. Submit yourself to the will of God. You know, Just be like Jesus. Be like Mary. Be like Joseph. And then doing it with gentleness. Like, for example, I have this mission. So I have this mission that I feel like I've been called to. So I am going to do it. I am going to just bulldoze everybody over. No, what, is, what does St. Paul tell us? Humility, gentleness, but also what I was talking about, patience. Because so many times, Jorge and I sit here in, in, in the parish office and we're like, okay, we have started this thing in the church. Why hasn't it taken off? Well, everything's in God's time, for sure. We have to have patience. We have to have patience to let whatever seeds we planted, let them bear fruit. Now, a little later on, in verse 11, When St. Paul is talking about the specific, let's say, calls or ministries of those who have been called, I spent, and I mentioned this yesterday, in the homily, I spent a lot of time, and I I, I said it was my canonical retreat, it wasn't. It was uh, the retreat that I did between my first and second year at St. Vincent de Paul Seminary when I was uh, finishing my my theology um, degree. And... I did a five-day retreat, and I spent pretty much all five days meditating upon these verses. And he, Jesus, gave some as apostles, others as prophets, others as evangelists, others as pastors and teachers, to equip the holy ones for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. And there it is. So each of us have received a ministry. Each of us have received a calling. Now, I added to that, not to add to the to the, to the readings or add to what St. Paul said, I made mention of that last, I believe it was last Monday or Tuesday, Pope Francis elevated catechists. Woo-hoo! It's always been, yeah, right. Catechists have always been a ministry, but elevated to a role that will have its own, and the Divine Worship, Office of Divine Worship is working right now in Rome to uh, to put a liturgical uh Ritual into this so that we can call forth men and women who are out there bravely Preaching the Word of God This morning in my homily I talked about persecution, which we will talk about another day. We'll have yep. on a, on a, on, a slow, <laughs> on a slow On a slow on a slow Monday in the summer. Maybe we'll talk about it But there's so many catechists around the world who are persecuted just for simply carrying the Bible to Share it with others that, that are simply just going out to share the catechism share the sacraments to prepare because the reason that they're there and they're doing all these things is there's lack of priests. So they have to prepare the people for when the priest comes. The priest will baptize them, hear their confession, do their first communion, sure. marry them. You know, So all these things, these catechists have to do. So the Holy Father rightly did that and elevated catechists in terms of ministry. But you listen to all these different ministries that Paul talks about. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors. Teachers. So all these things, we are called to do one of these things. Yeah.
0: Teach but I, the but, people. but you know, and you, you paused there when you read it, but it's for the building up of the body of Christ. Yeah. You know, and that's what it's about because so many times, you know, we get carried away in, you know, this is my passion and this is what I love ah. and this is what I want to mm-hmm. do. Uh, and when we run into an obstacle or a roadblock that's going to keep us from doing that, then, you know, it's like, oh, what's happening? What's, why Why can't we do that? Um, but, but it comes down to every ministry every call that we've received you know and and, it, and we, it's an individual thing you know we can't compare ourselves so even within and I'm going to talk about my catechist a second you know even within the ministry of catechists you know there may be one catechist who's who's really good at scripture and another catechist who's really good at you know the the let's teach the mass and, and how to you know receive communion in a, in a reverent way you know even within those ministries the the spirit gives us our unique gifts uh, and it ultimately boils down to it's all for the building up of the body of Christ, you know. And if it and if it's not leading to that, you know, then then that's where we need to kind of, you know, with that humility and you know, with that bond of peace, with that charity, say, okay. Where where is the spirit actually calling me here? You know, what is it that the that the spirit is asking me to do, not in not in the way that I want to understand or the way that I am understanding it, but but you know through the eyes of God where where is the spirit leading me in this particular ministry and, and if i
1: could put a parenthesis in this for a second and just give an incredible shout out to our catechists this year because they worked in the conditions they worked in i mean they're just like our teachers but the thing is our teachers some of them came back you know sure. depending if they were catholic school or if they were in public school and not just this year it's been year and a half year and a half that, so, that we've been but i i went on a couple of zoom uh, classrooms of our of our CCD program here, and it's like herding cats yep. when you have seven oh, yeah. year olds and <laughs> seven year olds with their iPads trying to get in. Oh, and yeah. I remember the last time I went on, I, f- I went on one. I felt like I was on a roller coaster because the kids kept moving their iPads. So you have you know twenty different kids on screen, each moving their iPads in different directions. Yeah, and, and, and at know, that time of the day, they're screened out. No, they, no, they're, they've had a full day of school. It's four thirty four thirty in the afternoon god bless and so god bless our catechists because they did a heroic job to prepare these children for unit prepare the kids that are going to be confirmed on thursday yep. god bless them and god bless our teachers as well the teachers have it and you know have had the kids back in class and and i you know i already gave the marching orders you know we're, we're going forward with bringing the kids back on campus uh in september so I cannot wait yeah so we we need that because the kids really need to uh, you know, they really need to be here to be be in, you know, form the little community in their classrooms. For sure. You know, I have that. I mean, I was, I'm a CCD product as well, so I know that all too well. So, close parentheses on that. When you put this in the context, this reading in the context of the Ascension, think about, you know, I always tell people in Bible study, put yourself in the position when the shoes of the disciples, the apostles, the morning of the Ascension. Jesus has been walking with them since the resurrection for 40 days. Now, Jesus is taken up to heaven in their sight, and they're there. They're looking up. The, the angel appears. I would love to be in
0: this scene, just, right? Just I mean, to, to watch this happen. No,
1: because it, it is such an incredible scene. Because they're there. They've been. They're. They're asking the Lord. They're still to the very last minute. They're asking the Lord questions. Like, what you know? What do we do now? He promises in the spirit. So they. Watch Jesus go up until it's kind of like, you know, your, your, your in-laws live in Palm Bay and yep. you know, when, whenever, a, a sh- get out of my head, I was going to tell that story oh, right Go now, ahead. I tell know. you, tell, tell the story. <laughs> go.
0: So a couple of weeks ago we went to my, my in-laws live in Palm Bay. So it's about an, 45 minutes out of uh, Titusville. So we, they can, we can see the rocket launches anytime we go up there. So we went, it just happened to ha- have a rocket launch that weekend. Yeah. And we go and, and we're watching from uh, across the, the intercoastal there. And the rocket goes up, and it's beautiful, right? And you're just seeing the, you know, the, the fire on the tail end of it, and then it just kind of disappears. But, but you're still but looking everyone, for it. Everyone is still looking for it, and, and just you know, and it's, it's gone. It's, it's gone. In, it's in the stratosphere. It's in outer space. But you can't help but continue to look up. Like, where did he go? Is it going to come back? What's happening? Where
1: And that's what the disciples experience. I mean, I mean, we're not comparing our Lord to a rocket ship, <laughs> but uh, but here's what's going on. They're looking up. They're they want to keep the Lord by their side. So, then the angel appear, the angels appeared and said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking at the sky? This Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. And then they returned to Jerusalem for the Mount of Olives, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. So, they are there, and the and the of and the Psalm, why are you still here? What are you looking at? What are you looking for? And so so now, to dovetail that into Ephesians, they, are, they go back to Jerusalem, spend the next 10 days praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit with our Blessed Mother. But also, all these things had to go through their minds. Okay, what is it that I'm called to do? Because I failed the Lord, everybody except for St. John. Failed the Lord, they yep, ran, ran away, away, denied him. You know, they did, you know, be, before before the coming of the Holy Spirit, they did choose St. Matthias to, to, uh, to uh, fill in for Judas and to replace Judas, not fill in. But now they have to be thinking, okay, what is it that I am supposed to do? Because again, each of them had their unique gifts. Now these gifts will come to fulfillment when the outpouring of the gifts of the Holy Spirit in their sevenfold way, come down upon the apostles this Sunday at Pentecost. So this is what the apostles were, were feeling. This is what we are feeling as well as we await the coming of the Holy Spirit. And as we meditate upon this fourth chapter of Ephesians, live in a manner worthy of your calling. Okay, what is your calling? What have you been called to do? And are you doing that worthily with yep. humility, with gentleness, and with patience. Not saying, everybody get out of my way. I need to do this. Okay? Because even the Lord, he had a specific mission. And he had to accomplish it perfectly. But he did that. Everything that St. Paul describes there, he's describing the ministry of Jesus Christ. He described it with, he did it with humility, he did it with gentleness, and he did it with a lot of patience. And if if there's
0: anyone who could have bulldozed his way through,
1: it would. Absolutely. It's God. (laughs) It's God. So, all these things you're going through our, our minds and our hearts during this special week that we are preparing for the coming of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday. And what a week to be able to celebrate the confirmation of our children during this week in which pretty much all the prayers yep. of the church are tilted towards this reminder that the advocate, the paraclete is coming, exactly. one who will pray for us, one who will act for us, one who will put words in our
0: mouth to be able to fulfill our God-given ministries. Yeah, and you know when when I started um, this job, it's crazy, it's coming up on on nine years ago. You know, I, I reached out to a couple friends and I said, "Oh, I I got this job. This is this is exciting." And and a priest friend of mine said his advice to me was, "Dude, just stay out of your own way." You know, and and it's a bit as you were talking there, it reminded me of that because it is the Holy Spirit who. Who who was in charge of all this? Who who's going to take our ministry and, and run with it? You know we're we just have to be the vehicles that are that are open to to his movement. You know so so when I started this job as uh, originally as a youth minister here at the parish and then moved into the role of DRE, you know I'm imperfect. You know I'm I'm flawed. I'm going to get things wrong. You know but you know the, just yet on Saturday. You know hundred kids came forward to receive their first communion and did so beautifully and. You know, and naturally, the parents came, and, oh, thank you, thank you, Jorge, for everything you did. And I just wanted to say, I didn't do anything. I, I just made sure that... It's sure,
1: more than anything. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> right? I just
0: made sure that the links worked and, and that everyone was assigned to a classroom. But but it was really, you know, oh, st- yeah. again, starting with the catechist, but but it was the Holy Spirit who was in charge of all this. And,
1: and the Holy Spirit that, that uh, illuminated us to get creative. That's it to be able to do different things, not just have the catechist talk to them over Zoom, but to do different videos. I, I was talking yesterday with, um, I had lunch with the two girls that, uh, with the family of the two girls that I gave communion to, and, and they were talking to me that they saw the teaching mass that I did for our second graders, and we sent it out to yep. the to the, to the the religious head students, and, and they were saying, no, we didn't, I mean, I didn't, and, and adults saying, I didn't know this, and I didn't know that. And and again, these are kids that I taught. For so sure. it was like, a, you, you didn't know, they just forgot. But but it's amazing You see the fruit of your labor. When you come to this time of year, you know, you're exhausted and and you have all these things going on and and they're all one right after the other. But when it's all said and done and you see the grace of God being poured out upon these children and the adults, because so many times, notice that I always, when I thank the the parents for bringing them to to Religious Ed every, every Wednesday or having them log in, or, or, and making sure, especially this year, that they completed their journey right. because a lot of people did, you know, step back and said, we'll, we'll come back next year when it's sure. in person, and that's fine. But that, that they wanted their kids to receive communion. They wanted their kids to come forward. But I, I made special mention to grandparents because grandparents, it's been my experience. I want to say since I became pastor back in 2012, not here, but in, when I became a pastor at Divine Providence and then at Immaculate and now here, That so many times, especially my last two parishes, it's the grandparents who are pushing that they're pushing and they're driving the, let's say, the passing on of the faith to their grandchildren. And they come to me and they say, Father, because my my children aren't, you know, they aren't going to mass, they aren't doing this, they aren't doing that. So how many grandparents have come to you to register their grandchildren? I've lost count. Yeah, exactly. So we got to give a special shout out, you know, to our grandparents because they, are the ones that are passing on the torch. And this is something that Pope Francis mentions all the time when he's talking to youth. Listen to your elders. Listen to the wisdom of your grandparents. Because they carry in with them they carry with them a tradition that we don't know. Just yesterday, you know, this is a very simple story, but it, it, it emphasizes this point. I was outside talking to people after the five thirty Mass and you know we, we spend out you know spend time out there and and 15, 20 minutes after Mass had ended, the church was locked. A lady comes in and parks her car and says, Father, I left my reading glasses inside. We go to the her pew where she was sitting. It's not there. I go, well, it has to be in the sacristy. So I go into the sacristy. Yes, the reading glasses are there. When I walk out of the sacristy, you know, I say, well, you must have prayed to St. Anthony because here they are. She goes, Father, I spend my life telling my children, they got to pray to St. Anthony. <laughs> they got to, you know, they got to pray to this. And I go, it yes. Works it works i mean you i go it's up to you to tell your children and your grandchildren that's it these beautiful truths and traditions of our faith because they are getting lost another story i remember um about three or four years ago and the other people that you know i was in, in the office and when we opened up the book for mass intentions there was you know an elderly woman from my parish that came in to, to put masses for her parents and her grandparents and all and she's in her 80s and she's looking at me she goes father I don't know if my children will do this for me. I don't know, because people don't, you know, again, another topic for another podcast, but I don't know if my children will, will separate masses for the yep. repose of my soul. In fact, a friend of hers who passed away around that time, in her will set aside $500, oh, wow. said, please set aside whatever it is, 50 masses or, or whatever, however many masses sure. for the repose of my soul, because... And she, was, she, didn't have a, she didn't have any children, rarely had any family. She didn't have anyone to offer Mass for her. That's why it's so important that we always pray for the souls of purgatory. Absolutely. That's one of, that's actually, it's one of our callings as Christians. Yep. It's one of the, the, the corporate works of mercy. So, you know what? This is something that we, we can go on and on because the grandparents did so much to bring these children here. The parents did so much to bring these children here. And then to bring it all together into ascension we are called to tell our you know to help our children achieve their vocation and as like you said let the holy spirit you know touch them and then you get out of the way yep. because the holy spirit's in charge because so many times we want to carve a path for our children and we talked about bulldozing earlier and you know children you know need to you know i remember that I learned from my failures Absolutely. as a child as a teenager. Well, that's how we learn how to walk, Father. Absolutely. It's we we like have to fall. You have a one-year-old who yep. several, you know, at the beginning of this year didn't know how to walk. But he got up and he fell. He got up and he fell. He got up and he fell. And now is a terror walking around your house. And, and now he, he's running. So. And now he's running. <laughs> so it's like, and he falls
0: and he oh, gets back a lot, up. A lot. And anybody gets back up, and that's us. We're, and that's we're starting how... to nickname him Chong because uh, <laughs> every day it's a new bump the... Uh, on the head. <laughs> so just
1: just that image. Imagine when, when you're first teaching your child how to walk, your baby how to walk, you're holding them by the hand, and their arms are up in the air, and that's how God is with us, and eventually he lets he go. Lets go. Yep. And you have, to, you, know, you have to trust in the Spirit to allow you to go and to allow you to go to where God wants you to. To be. So these are all the things I encourage you, read, uh, sit with Ephesians 4, chapter 4, read it, meditate upon it, because there, again, there's so many things that I did, we didn't even get to about this reading, about the body of Christ, one faith, one Lord, one baptism, so many di- different things we didn't get to, and that as we finish this Easter season, you know, you get Pentecost, and now at Pentecost, the disciples, boom, they go out, and they start preaching, thousands are baptized. And we're often and running. And we're we're into the acts of the apostles. Sit with Ephesians four. Meditate upon it. What is God calling you to do? Because okay, we're coming into summer, and you know, kind of the, the parish kind of yeah, it slows gets very the, quiet. Gets very quiet. But still, we don't we we don't stop. Our, we constantly have to be preaching through word and action, mainly through action, preaching the gospel, and that's what Saint Paul is calling us to do live in a manner worthy of your calling and to bring it back to the baptism that we did yesterday what is our calling we received it at baptism our calling is to holiness our calling is to live t- you know to live up to that word to that uh, you know to that title christian are we being christian are we being christian with our brothers and sisters are we exercising our ministry with gentleness humility and patience these are the things that that we are called to do these are the things that we need to ask the Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, spill, you know, spill your, you know, your graces upon us. Fill my heart with your grace. Fill my heart with your gifts, so that I may be able to fulfill the vocation that God has given me. Amen.
0: careful father don't get into any fights here don't get any don't get mugged I, by uh, a pretty bay sure Lightning. a
1: tampa bay I, it, something happened to the sound panels in here i'm sure somebody was crotch stacked into our walls
0: <laughs> what was that last night that was uh it was an entertaining game it was a heck of a game it was a great yeah, game that's the first full hockey game i've seen in a very long time yeah. and it was a great game
1: and i i would like seven of those i mean i actually know I don't know if I could deal with something else. and I kept telling you, this is gonna go, to, go overtime. to overtime. Yeah. And it was a minute and a half away from going into overtime. Yep. And overtime it's like it ends in just like that and you know, they they got that goal and it was a dumb turnover, but the disallowed but, but that's the disability. It wasn't
0: even a turnover. It was it was just a, uh, a shot. It was one of those fluke shot gets blocked and and the clear is right there and and just had the breakaway. We
1: apologize to anybody who may be listening to to, in, uh, to us in Tampa because we don't like Tampa. No, no, I but mean, but they know that. But but it's like I was gonna call my see the cousin who call who I talked to a couple weeks ago about the draft. Yep. Okay, he's That's still. That's right. He's a, he's a doctor up there. He's a doctor up there, and he moved his family there several years ago. Actually, more than several years ago, and um, I think he's been up there for ten years. And he, you know, he's still loyal to the Dolphins, loyal to the Heat, because the Panthers were pretty much non-story down here. He adopted the Tampa Bay uh, oh. the Tampa Bay Lightning, and they won the Stanley Cup. So last year, they were celebrating the Cup, and I'm like going, ah, really, dude? So he was, he, caught, he was talking smack with me yesterday morning. And I'm like, no, you don't bring that up in here. You know, you're you're from Miami. Come on. And so dur- during the during the game, he ducked I guess he had a shift or something like that. So I haven't heard from him since, which is good. That's good. Because I would because if I would we would have won, I would have let him know about it. But
0: it's uh, going to be an entertaining week and a half. Here.
1: It, it is going to be entertaining and and. Uh, we're ready for it. two tomorrow night Tuesday night yep. that that that's going to be game 2 we got to take that one home ice isn't you know i've always said home ice does not mean much not in hockey es, es, especially with with half filled arenas yep. although you could feel at the beginning of the third period we were down that was, we scored two was goals to take to the, the see lead that
0: it, yeah it was good to see and uh, the rats the are back again. yes the rat Hello. i
1: pulled one out i bought it during the 96 run and it was oh, one of nice, my bo- i had it nice. in my seminary room all the time and i and i pulled it out of a box it's sitting in my living room and we're ready. Let's do this. And the Heat this weekend, they start, they play the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: The that's a, Greek, that's Greek. A rematch, no? What is Giannis's last name? Giannis. Uh de Kumpo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly no. what I was gonna say. So exact but he is he is something else, and it's very different because we're not in the bubble. And the Heat could have I would have loved to see them play the Knicks in the first round, yeah. just like old nineties style, Duke It Out. Knicks are playing great basketball. Uh, but we should have we should have been against Atlanta in the first round. But there was a game here. Or there it wasn't this weekend, and wasn't that game against Milwaukee on yeah. Saturday? There were so many games we gave away during the regular season because of injury or because of poor coaching. Yes, I went there. Uh, Spo and his use of timeouts this year has just driven me crazy. But man has three championships. One as an assistant coach, two as a head coach, and I'm Hard not going to question, argue with that. No, I'm not going to argue with that. Marlins took one
0: from the Dodgers last night. We ah, oh, that was nice. I, I saw again, nothing Adam, of again. Adam Duvall. You, I, was, I was flipping back and forth between the Marlins and and Inter.
1: Oh, because Inter
0: had a, had, blew a 2-0 a, lead a and they and they, and they won. But uh, so the Panthers are the only ones that didn't win last night. But we but, almost went again four and zero. Exactly. We did but, it for the first time a few weeks ago. And all right, almost so, had it again. So the the Dodgers, we took one from them. And Sister Rosalie, our principal, is a
1: huge Dodger fan. She was enjoying the Dodgers. You know, just destroying us every, on Friday and Saturday night. And it looked like it was going to be that way yesterday. It was yep. 2 nothing, and then Duvall hits a three-out home run. And you sent me the link because I was – I don't know where I was. I was having I was having lunch somewhere, and, and, and you sent me the link of Duval nailing Mookie Bates to the, the plate. plate. Oh, that was, and that was just a great play and, and all that. So all that's going on in sports. But last – was it last Wednesday? You know, the NFL schedule was released. And I, now I need to frame this for people because when I was chaplain of the Dolphins – and where and, you could identify with this because we prepare and we plan things and we put dates on things, and this retreat's going to go here and this retreat is going to go there. When I was chaplain with the Dolphins, nothing can be done for the fall until so the Park Dolphin Avenue <laughs> released this schedule. So usually it, it's in the middle of April, they rele- uh, sometime maybe a little before or after. The draft, I don't remember. But they released it a little bit late this year because, you know, what stadiums are available, the draft is over. So they released it. And when I, and also, I was going to find, okay, where am I going? I mean, I knew where I was going because you know who you're playing. Just right. so you know when you're, when playing, you're playing it. Right. And also, the only date that like, we could not move was the Parish Fair, the Parish Carnival. So, I remember my last year with the Dolphins, we were going to go to Green Bay. And I was looking forward to going to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field nice. and to visiting with my old head coach and doing all that. And Parish a, Fair weekend. Parish Fair week I mean, of all of the 17 weekends that could have fallen... Fell on have you parish. been to Green Bay at all? No, oh. that was the year I was supposed to. Actually, you know, it was the year after I finished as chaplain. But I was going to fly oh, with nice. my father and meet up with with Coach Philbin. And How many that, stadiums do you have left? Oh man, I, 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 I know. I know you got a good. I, uh, a good here's run the there. thing: is that I did I did four seasons, so I don't think I did all the A. I did almost all the AFC stadiums. Uh, I did the Dallas Cowboy Stadium, which was which is just. So gaudy. The new one. The new one, yeah. The AT and T Stadium. Uh, so all these things, uh, we we are, you know, it was just an incredible experience. Obviously, the AFC East stadiums, uh, every stadium is unique. Buffalo is always so much fun to go yeah. to. I mean, not the city, but the stadium, uh, the the atmosphere, people throwing themselves on tables. It's all true. I saw it in person, and when we would go in with the team bus. I can't describe on a Catholic radio, on a Catholic (laughs) podcast, the things things you heard, the things that, no, I I couldn't hear them because we were in a, we were in a bus, things I saw and the, and the motions they were making to us, but it's all, it was all in good fun. And, and God bless the good people of Buffalo. I remember one year we were coming, uh, we were coming up there in the second week of the season and we got our clocks cleaned. And as we were leaving the stadium, they're like, ah, we beat you, ah, we beat you. And then one of the, I don't know if it was one of the players or one of the coaches, goes, yeah, enjoy your winter, dude. We're going back to Miami. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, that's so. It. That's it. End of story right there. So <laughs> we get the schedule. We get the schedule. And like I said, when when I was chaplain, that's, you know, we get the schedule. Okay, now we can start planning things. And, and when is CCD going to start? And when is this going to start? Literally, it would revolve around that's that others. schedule, which really shouldn't happen. But thankfully, I don't have to worry about that anymore. So we're going to do this. Stupid we're, radio we're going exercise
0: on the record here. Yeah,
1: we're going on the record now. We're going to do the win loss thing. George's going to toss me the games in the order they are. I'm going to say win or loss just off the top of my head because we're going on strengths of schedule from last year, and we open up once again just like we did last year. The same two opponents, in the same order, in the same place. That's it. So you're going at New England, and oh, you know, we don't know what New England's going to be, but that's a loss because really. Yes, because Bill Belichick has from last week until September, what is it? September 12th. September 12th to prepare for that game. And uh, I would like to say we're going in there, but I don't count against Belichick spending the entire summer prepping for, game for that game, prepping for Tua, and looking at his flaws and all that stuff. It'll be tighter than it was
0: last year. But no, that's a loss. All right. Then we go home versus Buffalo. No, that one we
1: have to win. Because that's, Buffalo has given us the, headaches.
0: Talk about an early season test right yeah. there.
1: Buffalo has given us headaches, and I think we pull that out. Home opener.
0: We never have had answers for Josh Allen. Not only his arm, his legs. That's a win. All right. Then we go on the road again to Oakland Raiders. Or now, no, not, no, no longer Oakland, Oakland. Wow. Las Vegas. Was, Las best Vegas. Best
1: game of the year last year, the the, the Fitzpatrick face pass game. That's it. Um, so yeah, just, I did see that logo and it's just it's you know, it, oh, it, it does they should still be in Oakland but they don't have a stadium with it but yeah you know, they're in Vegas uh I didn't see Oakland do anything to improve their team over this last year so I think that's a win
0: all right then home, we're gonna go
1: 17 and 15 16 and 16 one, and one because it's
0: 17 game season remember it that. is that's right I I had them uh I, I didn't bring my notes with me I think I had them at uh 12 and five next year you're, you're optimistic go ahead so after the Raiders week four home versus the Colts. Oh no, it's home. Uh, the government—they have Carson Wentz. I don't trust Carson Wentz. That's a win. And then here's a, the the another biggie here. Uh, On the road to our friends in Tampa.
1: That's a loss. Uh, as much, I mean, as much as I'd like to go up there and, and again, we're, <laughs> the Tampa hate. Uh, but Brady is Brady, and he's at home. And
0: uh, yeah, no, that that that's lost. So right now, I have you at three, at three at two through the first five games. Oof. All right, and then we're we're flying across the pond here. We got another game in England.
1: See, this doesn't make sense to me because you have Tua versus Trevor Lawrence, and you don't think that you would want the people in Jack. It's a Jacksonville home game. Yep, that's would be a great game. It's at nine thirty in the morning, which again rankles me because mass is going on. So, well, you are uh, the pastor. You can you can no, set the I, schedule. No, I, yes, I know this, but <laughs> uh, I think we go across the pond and win that. The only problem is that after that game, we don't have. A buy. Everybody else that goes to London has a buy after that. So we don't have our buy till week 14. Yep. In, but the uh, last. Early December. But I saw a graphic last week. The last five Super Bowl winners have had their buys late in the season. New England, I'm sure not New England, Tampa had it. Brady had it late in the year when they were hovering around 500.
0: They didn't lose a game after that nice. buy and won the Super Bowl. So it nice.
1: works for me. All
0: right. October 24th. Dirty Bird. Atlanta Falcons come into town. Um, Kyle Pitts.
1: That's a tough game, but it's at home. We win that. And then two Buffalo. I mean, very we after, go. No, no, that's a loss. I mean, uh,
0: what what date is that? That is um, Halloween. Wow. So, so oh if my Buffalo. Goodness. Isn't crazy just, enough? I, I was
1: just talking about Orchard Park. How wonderful <laughs> it is on Halloween. It's already getting cold up there on Halloween. Yeah, no, I don't see us going to Orchard Park. Yet. We haven't we haven't done that. I want to say since. Uh, oh my goodness, the year after. Uh, I left. The team was the first time they beaten ba- Buffalo in Buffalo in, in Buffalo in a while. So yeah, that's so. Right now I have us one, two, three, four, five,
0: five and three through the first eight games. All right, and then we got two games in one week here. So Sunday is uh, again the the seventh of November, Houston Texans at Houston. No, here. Oh, we win that. And you don't know who their quarterback's gonna be. And then Baltimore on Thursday, same week. And it's here. Here.
1: Baltimore always gives us fits. But it's a Thursday game, home game. You know what? That's a win.
0: I, I mean, I'm being optimistic here because Baltimore always gives us fits. And then we don't have a buy, but we do have ten, ga- 10 day, ten days. Excuse me to prepare. You no, know, it's a mini bye. We used to, to call go a mini on the on the road to our good friends, the Jets, Jets, Jets. Win. Ugh.
1: No, win. I'm not even gonna argue. <laughs> it. It's a win. You beat the. Je-
0: you go. You go two and and what is it? Two and fifteen. Now you got to beat the Jets. And then we got back-to-back home games again. Uh, Who is it? The Carolina Panthers? Win. And the Giants. Sam Darnold with the Panthers. And the Giants.
1: Daniel Jones. When you you hear Daniel Jones, does it strike fear into you? Not at all. Exactly. Saquon Barkley, a little bit. But Saquon hasn't done anything in a while. Win. All right. Here here we go. No
0: matter what you pick this week, you're going to get it right because it's our bye week. Okay. We're
1: not going to lose that week. Here we go. Uh, but, then, but I have us at three losses. I mean, I'm being very. That that and, Baltimore and game, it's like I'm back and forth on that one on Thursday night. Go ahead. So, what's our win streak at right now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and three. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, listen, this is. By the way, the over. Not that we advocate gambling. The over under in Vegas is nine and a half wins. So, by the bye week, I already said we're going over. All right. I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Uh, next up, we we don't know what day it is yet, either December eighteen or nineteen. Home with versus weird. the Jets. Yeah, no, that's a win. And then we got on the road. Monday Night Football. Wow, we got we got a late no, Monday we do. Night Football here. Loss, really.
1: In New Orleans. In New Orleans. I've been in the Superdome. We're gonna go to that game. You want to go? to I mean, December twenty-seven. Yeah, two days after Christmas. Two days after Christmas. We're going to New Orleans next year for a, for a conference. Um. Listen, I've been in New Orleans for a Monday night football game. You spent the day and you know, around Bourbon Street, eating well, all that stuff, doing priestly things, mind you. And seeing the atmosphere around the Superdome, uh, in the French Quarter is just amazing. And then seeing it inside, it is a special place. A dear friend of mine is a is, is a is a Saints fan. He he may ask me to go to that game nice. But uh nice. but yeah, no, we're not winning. I mean I don't actually I don't Tayson Hill I think they got Jameis Winston yet, but Drew Brees is not there. But
0: winning in the Superdome, yeah. So four losses now. Here four losses. It. January second, New Year's, the Titans on the road mm. against Tannehill.
1: First time we face Tannehill. Yeah. It. Is, I mean, I'm trying to think. It is the first time we face Tannehill on the road. Um, that's a loss. Uh, that's a very well coached team, very physical team, and January. Nashville gets cold. You know that's that's gonna be a tough one,
0: loss. All right. I'm just and trying then, to even things out. And I then was, the bookend here, the bookend. We win. start with the Patriots. We finish with the Patriots at home. Yeah, they, we always give them fits here in in Hard Rock.
1: Another Miami so, miracle. No, we don't need another Miami miracle. We're gonna because by this time the Patriots will be disintegrating. We'll be uh, although those I, I give them back-to-back losses. We can't end that yep. way. That Ravens game, I'm still up in the air, but still one two. Three, four, five losses. Yeah, that twelve and us, five. That's, that's what tw- I said. You said twelve. You're right. Uh, you know, a friend of mine said when he said it he came, I go seventeen to zero. It's amazing. The regular season goes seventeen to zero, just like the, uh, the the Dolphins did uh, through the playoffs yep. in seventy-two. Perfect season. But but you saw that schedule. You're like, let's you know, let's do it. Let's get let's get let's just start playing because oh, there's nothing like that. And that that first game is at four twenty-five. So, listen, you look at that schedule, it's great. I think it's front-loaded, the, t- the, the beginning of it. There may be a loss there where I put three wins in a row, and there may be that, that Saints, I, we'll take one of those two. The Saints or Titans, we'll take one of those two because the Saints may be going on a downward trend yep. now after Drew, Drew Brees. So may we, but I still think we end up somewhere in the neighborhood of 12-5. and five. And if you stay with us during this useless exercise, thank you for that. And it's on the record. It's on the record, 12-5. and five on may 17th father manny put you know the the, the 12 and 5 so yeah th- this is the dolphins we can't wait for them we still we i think we have the cane schedule but we didn't do that i know and we open against alabama
0: is the whole thing out yet i think the whole thing is out we're not going to do dates, it now i don't know if the dates are out are no but, but but, they, but, they, but they labor day weekend is, out, excuse labor day me. weekend we we face alabama, alabama. Yeah, in, we know that in, uh, we've known that for a long oh, time oh boy and that that's going to be let's
1: go Bring on. No, no, I'm like we need De'Ara King. We got to pray for De'Ara King, and and um, and we have to pray for for him to get that that injury just squared away yeah. because he need, he needs to be out there 100. Absolutely. And let's shock the world. Let's, let's do, do, do it. it. Let's go. All right. So as we come to the end of this uh, this episode, uh, I thought it was sh- our first segment was short. <laughs> or and it, told it was 29 we, minutes. It was 29 minutes. So uh, we obviously we're coming up on Pentecost, and we want to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon us ask the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and to really help us to do what God wants us to do and to do it with that meekness, that humility and that patience that St. Paul talks about in the Ephesians. So we end with a prayer to the Holy Spirit in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go Cats!